Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 105, and boy, do we have plenty of news to break down. We have a quite a week to recap in regards to all things Club America, in regards to what happened against Puebla and what happened against Querétaro. And then, of course, we have our Lady Aguilas news, everything that is surrounding them and how they are right now at the moment as things stand league leaders and uh, plenty and plenty more discussions here on the eagle eye podcast but as always let me introduce tonight's co-host none other than mr christian rosendo christian glad you're finally back glad you're not sick uh welcome to our valentine's day edition of the eagle eye podcast will you be my valentine i will most definitely be your valentine okay so that settles that but uh happy to be back yes uh i missed last week due to illness it was not good it was not pretty but I am better now, and I'm ready to talk all things America. Awesome, awesome. Definitely. Um, for those of you asking, Cowboy Dan still has his uh, his hamstring injury. We're going to try to get that all resolved. Hopefully, he's be he's back. Uh, the medical staff has said, what about another, another week or two, right, Christian? I think a week or two sounds about right. Definitely, definitely. So, I uh, put out the hashtag, Forza Cowboy Dan. To show uh, show our cowboy some love while he's recuperating from his hamstring injury, but uh, Christian, plenty plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, we got uh, the the Puebla game to break down, which I think is a very important game for America leading up to the Querétaro game, which we will also break down, which I think is very important because so much of that game is leading into what's going to happen against Atlas. So, and then of course we have the big controversial story to break down is Memo Ochoa versus Miguel Herrera. What is going on? What is the news? What is happening down in Coapa? That is going to be a very very good uh topic to discuss about and then of course we'll preview the atlas game for everyone uh but uh ready to go yes sir awesome awesome exciting to be back as always favorite time of the week let's start off where we always start off here this season so far on the guy podcast let's talk hashtag lady aguilas news now our ladies are coming off a 4-1 win against queretaro now this is something that i talked about with brian last week on the episode this is a game that you expected the ladies to win Ten times out of ten, in, in in the circumstances that this this game was going, because Querétaro was last place, and America mm-hmm. was ro- rolling on some good form. Yes, they had a couple of setbacks with a couple of draws, but the team was looking very good. And at home, you expected this team to go out and just continuously go and roll over this Querétaro side, which they did. So a four-one result, and they kind of secured the game at first half, three nil, three goals. So I mean. Very impressive from the ladies as well. Uh, I, I mean, anything to say about that game, Christian? I mean, I think you said it perfectly. Uh, we needed to win this game, especially coming off two draws. This was a must win, no, without a doubt. Uh, I think the ladies responded well, uh, considering that you know they looked a little bit lackluster against Pumas. Um, so, yeah, this was a great win. This should boost their confidence. And momentarily, they sit in first place. So that's always a good sign. Yes. It definitely is a very, very good sign. Um, and talking about good signs, let's talk about a player that's continuously looking like a very, very good threat on the attacking side of things. Um, I'm trying to find her name right here. Uh, she is our league, our leading goal scorer. Where is she? Didn't you have this that already? I Mr. did. Mr. I had it. And then my computer completely said, yeah, right. Kampa. Sorry, Kampa uh, again, very impressive in this game, right? Um, I, yes. I think what she showcased it up top, very, very good. Um, also, a player that I kind of want to kind of highlight is uh, Hana, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a player that uh, went off injured, 
during the Liga last season has come back uh, completely, completely better than what we expected her to be. Um, so really, uh, a, a very, very good sign for America to to have her back and um, continuously growing in form and everything. And then one last player I wanted to talk about in regards to this ladies team that continuously continues to kind of impress me um, is the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper, no, it's not JD, but it's, uh, oh man, I'm so sorry. I, I do not want to butcher this, and I know I am. You're, you're going to butcher I'm completely going to butcher this. Heidi, Heidi, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> Gonzalez has been uh, on very, very impressive form this season. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she has definitely merited to stay between the sticks. um, And I think that she'll continue to do so as long as she keeps on putting the performances that she has. So, um, I mean, you know, keep it up with uh, keep it up with a good job. And, uh, you know, the ladies will continue to hopefully, you know, look forward to the next game. And, and try to secure all three points as well. Because I think you want to stay in this top position as possible. Yes, Tigres uh-huh. has a game in hand. And maybe they could come back and take that first spot away from you. But if you know anything's possible, I, I think you, you, you try to hold on to that. And you try to continue to you know progress in the season as, and stay on top as much as you can. Yeah, and I think one uh, one thing that I think we need to improve on is our defense. I think we need to kind of find a way to get them all on the same page as long as the goalkeeper. Um, and I think we'll we'll see even better performances from the team because I think when you're playing a team like Querétaro, who prior to this game only had one goal in five games and you let one in, I mean, I know anything can happen, but you really shouldn't be letting up goals to a team like this. So I think if they can improve on their defense, I think we're going to see a much better um, well-rounded America that can potentially lead off for great things this season. No, yeah. And, and I, you know, it's funny because this, this is a thing that we criticized a lot um, in regards to the men's side of things. Now we're doing with the ladies as well. Um, definitely looking forward to this team gelling in defense as well because then it could be a real threat on all aspects you know mm-hmm. yeah but no i i think you mentioned it right christian you know the ladies just need to fortify the defense a little bit more but solid start and i can and i think that it's going to continue to be solid if they can you know keep uh keep the run of form that they're at the next game again not an easy one by no means necessary you're going up against monarcas morelia in an away game now morelia is a, a team that sits in sixth place right now so mm-hmm. there are definitely no pushovers whatsoever this is not going to be a situation in which you're yes. finding yourself against a lower uh, you know a lower team in in the table so you know mm-hmm. the ladies are going to have to be on their a game uh what do you what do you predict do you think they can walk away with all three points I think we can walk with with three points. Only the only thing that has me a little bit worried is that Morelia is a team that has been improving as each game goes. They lost their first two, they drew their next, and they had, they won their last two. So, um, you know, this is a team that that looks to be clicking uh, right away, and they seem to be scoring a little bit more. So, I think if America needs to, uh, if America wants to win this game, I think they need to really be solid on defense and also continue with their goal scoring streak. So, I do think we can win, though. I I think we have enough elements to to win this game. So, I think I'm gonna go with the with the three three two win actually all right three two win um you know what i'll go with a two one win you know just because of the ladies kind of you know leaks at the back but i i think they can definitely get away with 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 the result here walk away with all three points the most important thing is taking your chances when they need to and uh, i think the ladies just have to continuously try to find the back of the net 
and he's like a game against Nakaxa in a game in which they should have had two or three goals before they got conceded on. So hopefully it's not a repeat of what happened, but you know, the ladies have a very tough, tough task to do. Mm -hmm, 100%, but they'll get it done though. I'm almost confident in that. Alrighty, well, there is your Lady Aguilas news. As always, keep up to date with everything Lady Aguilas over on Resaca America US and Resaca America underscore US over on Twitter. And by the way, shout out to the to the team for actually using the hashtag Lady Aguilas in one of their recent posts. For those of you who are wondering, make sure you go on over onto Twitter and click on the hashtag and see exactly what I'm talking about. So um, yeah, and the cool thing that the team is doing is uh, you guys can now submit your poems for valentine's day so that means go over to their twitter account they'll have all that information over there but you guys can submit a poem to your favorite uh your favorite lady aguila and uh maybe hopefully receive a nice little surprise a response or something in regards to that uh so if you guys are uh up to doing that make sure you guys head over to twitter and check those that stuff out you guys can find it by simply just clicking or searching up hashtag lady aguilas christian you write a poem i, I sent mine already Nice, nice. Now, for those of you who want to send a poem as well, but you don't want to do it to Lady Aguilas, our cowboy Dan is receiving poems, so make sure you guys do email us over your poems. Email us your favorite uh, cowboy moment, uh, uh, your favorite cowboy Dan moment, or just email a very nice poetic uh, appreciation poem of cowboy Dan. I'm sure he'd love to hear it while he's in uh, recovery of his of his hamstring. Did you send Cowboy Dan a poem? Yes, uh, I sent Cowboy Dan a poem and some chocolates, uh, strawberries, and uh, a bouquet of flowers in the shape of uh, of a cowboy hat. Of a cowboy hat? That's yeah. pretty romantic of you. Yeah, well, what you going to do? Nothing. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be very supportive of your relationship with Cowboy Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but make sure you guys go use that hashtag, Forza Cowboy Dan, over on Twitter. We already Wait, got... you, you, you didn't ask me who I sent my poem to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who did you send your poem to? Do you want to know? Yeah, I, I think we'd all want to know. Jen. Oh, Jen. All right. You know what? I think Jen's going to be getting a lot of poems. Let's, let's... But she's going to like mine the, the best, right? I, I would hope so. All right, good. That's all I needed to hear. That's all you needed to hear? Yes. <laughs> all righty then. Dude, what if she's watching this and she's like, you know, she didn't receive anything? <laughs> well, you said you did, so I would hope that you. Well, did. I did. I did send it. I did send it. So if you didn't receive, that's not my fault. That's you're like it's not on me. It's not on me. But I, I am. I am uh, expecting a response. Just, just saying. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Well then, that is our Lady Aguilas news. Make sure you guys go and check all that stuff out over on Twitter, and then afterwards, you know, uh, you guys get situated with that. You guys can come back and yeah, listen to everything that's gonna happen. To the men's side of things, because we got plenty to talk about, Christian, in regards to what happened to the men's, uh, to the men's week. They had Puebla uh, during the middle of the week on Tuesday, and then they had uh, Querétaro on Sunday. So, very, very interesting uh, games that some people may have thought that the game would have panned out much differently. I, I know some people would have expected the Puebla game to go a little bit different for America side of things, and what an entertaining game that was for both sides, really. Um, I think Puebla definitely had the upper hand in the first half. America definitely dominated in the second half, and then you move over to the Querétaro game, and it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more of a composed game. And I think uh, there was a very certain inclusion into that starting eleven that made it so that America. Uh, didn't get ran over with so much opportunities as well, so which mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but let's go. Let's let's start 
uh, at the beginning of the week, which is America versus Puebla. Christian, how did you how did you feel this game was gonna be for for our, our Aguilas? I thought it was gonna go smoother than what it was, you know, considering the the lineup that was put out. Um, I think this was a lineup that was capable of kind of filling in the little gaps that we kind of had. Um, unfortunately, though, as we saw in the first half, that just wasn't the case. Um, there was a lot, a lot of disorganization, and the team just didn't look fluid at all in any sense. Uh, from defense to attack, everything was so like messy. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was actually kind of pitf- uh, pitiful to watch. It was, um, you know, we we need. I think this game really shows how much we actually need that number five player on the pitch because. Certain players just have certain, I guess, capabilities and abilities, and maybe that's not their strong suit. And I think that's that that's what really hurt us in this game as well, mainly in the first half. No, yeah, definitely, definitely in the main in, in the first half. I think the biggest gap that America had was the midfield. Of it course. was, and I think that was the same gap that Puebla had, which is why you saw such quick transitions from one end of the field onto another. You just saw mm-hmm. America get trampled and then completely, uh, you know, reverse it over on Puebla because there wasn't any any barrier within that midfield. Everything was so fluid. Everything could have just moved, moved back and forth. And I think Puebla had a little bit of a better understanding of that in the first half. And I think Piojo understood, okay, this is what's wrong. In the second half, we need to correct it. And he did, in a sense. And I think that's what kind of helped America capitalize more into the second half. Um, right, but, mm-hmm. but but let's talk about that first half, and let's talk about if the the lineup that that was brought out uh, to play against Puebla. Do you have it? I do have it. Okay, so you mind saying who were the starting eleven for for the Puebla game? Sure. So we had Ochoa in net. Uh, the back four was Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Manuel Aguilera, Luis Fuentes. Um, on one wing you had Leo Suarez, on the other wing you had Ibargüen. In the middle you had Richard Sanchez and Sebastian Cordova. Up top you had Henry Martin and Giovanni dos Santos. Now you look at that formation and you think, finally, something that looks very, very um, attacking, right? Something that looks like will produce goals. Something mm-hmm. that will look nice going forward. That, you know, mm-hmm. won't look like there's much lost in translation down the midfield. Um, but, but, I mean, what uh, what a turn of events it was in regards to this formation and in this lineup because everything just seemed non-existent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people kind of get the misinterpretation of Richard Sanchez. While he is, you know, quote unquote, you know, uh, the pair to the five, um, you know, he has more offensive uh, capabilities and abilities. He is more offensive minded. Yes, well, he does track back and he does defend, but his thing more is to attack. Now, when you have the six players attacking and no one's kind of really defending. You're obligated to have Richard kind of stay back a little bit, a little bit more to kind of, kind of help with the, with the defensive duty. So you limit his offensive um, responsibilities. And that's where I think we lacked in, in the offensive side, because we didn't have him there, you know, distributing balls and picking out passes and taking a shot here or there. You know, he kind of had, had the, had the duty to kind of stay back. And 
and that's not his strong suit. And then his pair was quote unquote Cordova, but you you know Cordova, like he, he like he likes to free roam. He like he likes to just do him. So you know, and while he did drag track back a little bit, there were many many times in that first half where he didn't, and this was the big 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 gap that Richard obviously cannot fill by himself. So and I think that's where Puebla kind of tried to capitalize and almost did on certain occasions. And I think that's where you know we really were hurting, uh, for most of the first half. Yeah, yeah, and and the defense that just kind of looked shocked. You know, they didn't have an understanding mm-hmm. of, of, of what was going on. I think they needed a little bit of help from the midfield. But again, there was no midfield to help them out. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And the team that was so used to that Guido Rodriguez, you know, pressure and, and, and help that now it's just like, how do we combat this, you know? But, yes. hey, you know, we saw we saw a Puebla side that could have and maybe should have walked away with at least a goal in the first half but if it wasn't for the heroic saves of uh of Guillermo Ochoa and mm-hmm. um and, and that that really just paints the picture for what the first half was. It was Puebla dominated, it was Ochoa was a hero and it it was America needed to do something, had to switch something up because the midfield was just not there. So Still a pretty fun half to watch, if I do say so. I mean, it was kind of frustrating for me because it was just like, dude, wow, we really need a five. Like, I mean, it was just so I mean, bad. yeah, it was frustrating in that aspect, but I guess I was enjoying it more because I, I was watching the Ochoa show. Mm, um, yeah, well, as and, as a goalkeeper speaking, you you would enjoy that. Although maybe I shouldn't, though, because <laughs> that, that just means it, it's there's more chances of the other team to score. Uh, but... Yeah, heroic saves by Memo, and, and of course, um, did you think Puebla scored in that in, in that one where he just completely no. knocks it out of the line? No, no, I I didn't. I was like, I, I had my doubts, but I was like, if it's in, then okay, it's in. You saw it coming, but if it isn't, Jesus, what a save! Oh, dude, no, I I thought it was a save. There was the it just didn't seem like the ball completely crossed because his hand was like. I was like it was all, it looked like it was on the line so that's why my first thought was it's not a goal it was a save. Yeah. So I mean I mean obviously it's everyone's opinion to to it's you know to their own when they first saw it but still what a what a great save cuz it was ruled not a goal but so we can we can now confirm yeah, and say it's a save. wow what a save that was. And let me tell you that's in the choice specialty. Oh yeah, that's in a choice special. Right off the line, that is in a choice specialty. Fun. We saw it against uh, Neymar in, in the in the World Cup. Uh, you saw it a couple of times uh, in, uh, in in Standard Liege over there in Belgium. You saw it uh, a couple of times in Granada, and then of course now with America. So he's he, this is a trademark for a choice. So um, it was it was nice to him to finally make kind of those big big moment mm-hmm. saves. Something that was very criticized of him when he first came on the pod uh, on the podcast. No, one day he'll come on the podcast, but uh, whenever he whenever he arrived uh, to America, so that was nice. But moving over on to the second half because I think we'll talk more about Memo later. Um, it was completely America, completely America. You look at the momentum bar provided to us by SofaScore, completely America. There is no inch of Puebla, maybe maybe around the. 85th minute that's when you see a little bit of green but it was just america non-stop mm-hmm. and there was this, this is a game when which america should have had maybe two three more goals but again very very good goalkeeping over from puebla's goalkeeper 
But still, got to take your chances, got to put them away. And you know what the funniest thing is? The one goal that we do score, I feel like, is a huge mistake on the Puebla goalkeeper as well. I, I, oh, don't, yeah, think, I don't think that header should have beaten him. Uh, but either mm-hmm. way, nonetheless, great um, uh, great display from the team in the second half. I, I think that's exactly what we wanted to see, right? Uh, a bit of, of, of heart, a little bit more creativity. And, and really, from Piojo's aspect, something more better tactically speaking. And I think he found it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, the first half and second half are like night and day. I think you really saw America kind of, kind of amp up, amp up uh, their their pressuring. Um, they 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 looked a little bit more fluid. Um, actually, we could talk about one thing. I actually did like the substitution of um Escobosa coming in. I think that he just clicked right away. Um, I know I kind of knocked him a few times uh for starting, and he just didn't seem like he actually did click with the starting. But for this game, um, he actually came on and actually had a had a very important impact, and I think he played a uh, pretty pretty well. Well enough to, I think he should have merited the start um, against um, against Querétaro, but that'll be for for a later a later segment. But um, but I think I think he just kind of understood what what needed to be done, and you know him tracking back and forth uh, kind of helped with that in the defensive aspect as well. So I think that's why we looked a little bit, a little bit more uh, more compact and more solid back there. Um, so overall, very good second half, and it was a nice goal by Bruno Valdez. Uh, we, we we haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of one of the takeaways that you have to kind of get is that, oh, hey, look, you had uh, Bruno Valdez get on the score sheet again, which I don't think mm-hmm. he had been in such a long time. And something that we kind of just expected from him, right? Because he was such crucial in that uh, in that uh, title run that we had not too long ago. So right. good to see him get a goal, which I would imagine helps boost confidence in him. Um, and, and nonetheless, you know, good overall because you walk away with a clean sheet and all three points mm-hmm, 100% um, I think there's one thing I would like to say about this is you know our, our attack you know while it did look better in the second half I think it still lacked a little bit of you know real high danger um, opportunities and I, and I think we all need, need to start to try to figure out a formula to kind of fix that because once we get to you know the later games and you know better teams I think that's where we can we can see a struggle so but for this game, I think that we improved massively from the first half, and so so kudos to to Piojo on that on that aspect. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Anything else to take away from this Puebla game? I, I know we probably haven't covered everything, but I think it's just so little time to to actually do so. But I think we hit all the high points here, no? Yeah, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, oh, one player though, um, that kind of want to highlight is Leo Suarez. Leo Suarez, okay. Um, I I, I think the kid did well. For the minutes he was um, given, for for the things he was asked to do, um, yeah. he let me tell you this much: like you mentioned, Christian, he is very Diego Linus esque in the sense that he is not afraid to go on a one v one and no, try to take he anyone. Doesn't care. On. He goes. He um, goes. So this is great to see. Uh, I we've liked this. We've definitely liked this, uh, especially with Renato Ibarra out. We've definitely liked mm-hmm. someone that's creative in that sense and that can do it. I know Ibarguen has the capability too, but sometimes I feel like he makes the wrong the wrong call. Sometimes he, I, I need he overthinks. Him. He just overthinks. He sometimes. overthinks. Sometimes I don't need him to kind of try to take two, three players on. I need him to run into the space, right? Mm-hmm. And something, uh, something I, I think Leo Suarez <laughs> we, understands. We need, we need him to go take on the world, and then he just doesn't. Yeah, and and something Leo Suarez understands is, hey, give me the ball. I'll try to make something happen, or let me push him into this open space with the ball or without it, make the run. And and I I really thoroughly enjoyed seeing him out on the pitch. I think that with a little bit more time. Just like any other player that gets incorporated into the league, 
with a little bit more time and a little bit more understanding of his teammates and this team, he will be a very, very crucial player for us of going course. forward. Because, like I said, we don't have Ibarra back until, what, another two months? Probably two more months, yeah. And then, of course, you know, with Benedetti out now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything that lingers with with this team and, and injuries, I think he's going to be very vital for us going forward. Yes, 100%, yeah. Um, I think just speaking on his game a little bit, um, obviously, it, it's we can call it an, an adaptation period. Um he looked a little a little bit slow to me on transitions. Um, you know, sometimes when we were trying to build a counter, um, he kind of just slowed down the play a little bit. And while I do recommend that on some points, but on some another, you know, we're we're kind of have kind of have the main advantage, and you kind of see him just kind of like just jog, you know, with, with the ball. Um, I think I would like him to you know kind of just have that speed and just go go at the play because we know he has the capability to do it. So, um, but like you said though, it's just a process. He's with a little bit more time. I, I think he'll he'll realize that okay, listen, I this is where I gotta turn on the jets and go. Um and there are other times where okay, you know, let me slow down, let me wait for more people to come and then we'll 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 go on the attack. So um but first impressions are I think very positive for me and I just can't wait to see more of this guy. No oh, yeah most most definitely. So that is one player I wanted to highlight uh, amongst the other ones that we talked about already. But that was the public game America walks out with 3 points from the Sadia Cotemo in a game that uh, a lot of people really thoroughly enjoyed it if you were a neutral. You saw a lot of great saves, uh, a lot of mistakes as well. So interesting I guess from all aspects. So uh, like we mentioned America walks away with all 3 points. That was the match of the Jornada one, the one that America needed, yes. the one that got postponed. So, of course, now America's level with every team in regards to how many games they've played. Um, so that catapulted the team to two wins instead of just one. And then we move fast forward to Sunday, America against Querétaro. Now, a lot of questions as to how America was going to do against a very, very good Querétaro side in a stadium that hasn't been very favorable to us, Christian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the team, the, the, the team had many questions in doubt. It was... Can they get their act together? Can their midfield be solid? Can the defense continue to prove, the, uh, you know, to, to have solidarity in moments of uh, in moments that needed to be shown? And then, you know, could the forwards produce? Really, was, was what everyone was really asking themselves. And uh, I think for the most part, we saw yeses on most of things and nos on another. Um, I think we continue to see that the attack is still struggling but they're trying to make something happen right right not there yet though something's missing mm. a key piece is missing we'll see a whether Benedetti or not piece is missing uh, yes a Benedetti. but but i will argue this though it, it it wasn't the game for geo but he had been doing things very well prior to this game yes. i just think he got shut out in this one um, i think he did too but again it's just you looked a little bit more on the creative side of things in the wings. Ibarwin, yes, great. He gets two goals, but how much contribute contribute did he did going forward? Is questions much. as to you know, yeah, not not really much. And then you had Cordoba on the other side, but Cordoba wasn't really playing your right midfielder. Wasn't really playing your you know he drifted a lot towards the left. He drifted a lot towards the middle. Um, that left a very wide gap for America to try to fill, and you right. Know, Mm-hmm. It, it. So questions there was was whether or not America can do something. Um, in the midfield, I think things looked a lot more solid once also was introduced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he won one header. 
yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, he, he he completely. I'm not gonna say he completely changed the face of this team, but he definitely helped solidify a lot more of right. what the game plan mm-hmm. was. Um, Richard again continues to to impress to impress, ridiculous. Um, which is great, right? This is a, this is a guy that needed to come in and, and, and right away off the bat impress. Uh, and he's taking a little bit of time, but like we said, it's that adaptation period. And I will say he his adapta- adaptation period has been very short, and he's very impressive right. within within the time that he's been here already. Um, mm-hmm. So again, he does it well. Um, the back four. I don't really have any big complaints. I think Fuentes showcasing that he can definitely hold on to that left back spot. And oh, it's definitely 100%. George Sanchez's spot to lose after that reckless red card because we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I don't we were talking about this a little bit off air as well. I don't think Piojo's moving Fuentes from that position anytime soon. Nope. I, I honestly if I want to make a bold bold guess right now, I mean besides, you know, probably Champions League uh, squads, but I think in terms of league, I don't think for this month, I don't think we're we're seeing uh Georgie for probably maybe until mid March, honestly. I think Fuentes right now is just lights 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 out like lights out. He he's doing everything right. Like there's very little flaws to his game right now. And he's just he's Piojo said, listen, I need you to step up and be my man. He's like, listen, I'm here. I'm ready. You know, people might doubt me because of my age or my past, but I'm here and I'm ready. And he's and he's showcasing why he deserves to be the starting left back for us. Yeah. And he's he's, he's, he's absolutely done things um, very well since he's came. Right. Since he's come on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, you know, we'll see whether he can continue that good run of form, which let's hope he can. Right. Because I think this team needs to be at 100% as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only big complaint of that uh, of that defense was Memo Ochoa in, uh, in a game that we highlighted him prior to that. Now we kind of have to give him uh, a bit of a stern look because of that, you know, last-minute goal in the first half where he comes mm-hmm. out and punches the ball. Not even punches the ball. Tries just completely to. Tries. misses. Yeah, yeah, tries to punch the ball, completely misses. Um We'll talk about that though, but first I want to get uh, your uh, your reaction as to when this formation, this lineup comes out. What are you? What are your thoughts about this? Um, I I liked it uh, mainly because we we introduced that that five. You know, also Gonzalez. While I'm, you know, I yeah, you know, I, I like the guy. I think he's a good player. Probably not starting material for America, but I mean, given the circumstance, I think we needed him to be out there. Um, just for the same reason how you mentioned it, just really solidified, you know, everything going forward, um, and defensively as well. So I think that was um that that was a good um a good addition. Um, Andres Ibarguen, while he did have two goals, I really didn't have him starting. Um, I I really don't think we 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 needed him, but um, but I mean, he came through with two big goals. Um, and I guess Gio and Henry will kind of remain starters for the foreseeable future, unless you know maybe Piojo decides to probably put in Vinas uh, in, in a, a couple later. But I think those two are, are, your, are your go-to guys, and I think you're not moving them. So overall, I, I, I liked it, and I think this was a, a winnable eleven, um, uh, an eleven that was capable of winning this game. Yeah, and uh, and win this game they did, but it wasn't it wasn't as easy as one would have expected. It looked like it yeah. might be because I think once America gets that first goal, it's just like, okay, things looking good. Hold out the lead. They almost did if it wasn't for almost the mistake. Um, but I will say this though. Whilst a lot of people are praising Paul Aguilar, 
I did see him struggle a lot against Castillo in this game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's just something to look out for because I think Castillo was a, an, an ongoing threat for America in this game. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I don't think they were able to deal with it properly. But um, No. But, you know, I mean, um, I, the first half, it was what it was. I, I think it was a real, you know, Kick in the uh, a kick in the groin in the sense if uh, if I could use that analogy, because your team's kind of on a high, thinking we're gonna close out this first half, we're gonna have a goal lead, that's gonna change the dynamic of what our second half is gonna look like. When all of a sudden, of course, that mistake costs you a lot going forward, and because of that, now things kind of get flipped on its head. But right. again, credit to Piojo, credit to this team, they were able to manage with even that setback to come out and, mm-hmm. and look like a much decent team than what we were expecting. Yeah. I think I think the players kind of took it like, okay, listen, you know, whatever. He owned up to his mistake. That's fine. You you saved our butts so many countless times. We're going to go out there and try to save your butt now. And, you know, properly, I think they did. Um, You know, we, we did get the win. Uh, just one thing I really need to criticize right now it's um it's Piojo. I think I think he got this second half a little bit you know, uh, um just not not correct. Uh, I, like in terms of the substitutions, I think the subs were made way too late. You put in your first sub at the 75th minute, taking on Ibarwin for Leo Suarez, which honestly I think that should have probably happened well, a little bit sooner. Yes, regardless, he did get the goal prior to his sub, but. I think that sub should have been made, you know, probably 55th or 60th minute. I just think Ibarra wasn't really, really producing much going forward. Um, you know, you want to introduce Santiago Cáceres to the game, that's fine. But you brought him at the 82th minute and you took him out. You took out Henry Martin, our only striker nonetheless. And then oh, so you yeah, had Gio, Gio and, <laughs> and you had Gio as a striker. So that kind of turn has. And then you put in Chucho Lopez at the 90th minute for, for, for Richard. That's fine. I don't care. Give, give, give the kid a little bit of a, a minute break, I guess. Um, so I think in terms of subs, I think Bioho could have put a plan planned a little a little bit better. But um, uh, but overall, I guess in the second half, the 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 goal was accomplished. We we got the goal and we won the game. And I guess that's all that matters. But I think for future uh, references, I think Bioho needs really to look at look at the the substitution, the team, and how we're playing, and kind of make the subs more accordingly to the situation. You know what the 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 funny thing is because I was actually asking myself this as well as I, I think all of us were watching this is like damn it's the sixtieth minute no subs damn it's the seventieth minute no subs yet, but I can see why he didn't want to disrupt the play of what the team was doing. I think there was the the team was in the transition where okay we need we're starting to get the ball more, and he's trying to see okay can these players link up can they do something about it which eventually they did because of course the Ibar one goal came through. The Sunday um, League goal. The Sunday that was really League goal. A Sunday League goal. <laughs> that was such a Sunday League goal. It puts my Sunday League goals to shame. Um, but yeah, it it I, I get where the hesitation is from Piojo, but again, like you mentioned, it would have been nice to see the inclusion of you know said players come in a little bit earlier. Maybe the game would have changed differently for America, for better or for worse. But you know, right. still. In the end, though, you, you mentioned it. I think the most important thing to take away from this is the three points. Mm-hmm. 100%. I just, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, hundred percent. The 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 goal was to win the game. The objective was go out there in the next forty five and win the game, and that's what we did. Um, so I I I, I do I do agree with you that he does seem a little bit uh, hesitant, Piojo, uh, to kind of make sales when the when the team was trying to I guess find find their group a little bit, but. You know, five minutes go by and ten minutes go by, and you know, just miss misplaced passes uh, from the, from the left side of the field to the right side of the field to, to the middle, and then you know you're you're sitting there watching them, just like, oh my goodness, like another missed pass. Oh my god, another misplaced pass. Like you know, it's time to make some subs here and there because some players just you know don't don't, don't seem don't seem to have it right now. Um, but yeah, um, I guess the 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 main thing is that we 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 got the we got the win. Uh, that's two wins in a row now, back to back, and I think that should uh that should give give the team some some morale going forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But again, the takeaway is all three points, and I think that's what uh, you know. Obviously, that wasn't what the tabloids uh ended up getting away from it. It was definitely focused on the troll and everything that happened. Um, but you know, I I will say this though. You know, credit to the players that we talked about. I mean, at the end of the day, should be, um, you know, should should add to some morale coming into this next one. Uh, because, you know, believe it or not, this Atlas game coming up is not going to be that easy. You know, it, it, no. it's not a simple walk in the park, you know. Yes, granted, you know, Atlas sits in 11th, but... Uh, I mean, you kind of look at the game against Juarez, and everyone thought this one was going to be a walk in the park at the Azteca, and it wasn't. So now I think America needs to not underestimate anything at all and go mm-hmm. into this game uh, with every intention of walking away with all three points and make sure that they can do kind of what the ladies did against Querétaro and kind of, if possible, secure the win in the first half. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think... um. I think a big thing has to do with the with the lineup. I think I think whoever is starting on 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 Saturday night, excuse me, whoever is starting on Saturday night, I think needs to kind of come out with the mentality that okay, listen, we need we need we need to get one this half. We need to kind of kind of set the place, uh, set the pace, set the set the tempo. You know, get this game where we want it to, where we know that we can control it, and then you know, kind of kind of have a say in the outcome. Um, so I think it's gonna be very interesting to see who he puts out. Um, you know, hopefully, my predicted lineup is wrong because I, you know, I'll just say it right now, honestly, I, I think he's gonna put out the same eleven that he put against Querétaro. Hopefully, that's wrong. Hopefully, we see an inclusion of other players. But if it is that eleven, then I just hope that they go out there and try to find some magic and kind of click for that for, for for that for that early goal in the like in in the Azteca. Alrighty, definitely, definitely. Um, so moving on into, uh, the next bit of news here that we have, and it's unfortunate, Christian, that we need to talk about this, but, uh, we have another injury to, uh, another name to the injury list to add, and, uh, that is Nicolas Benedetti is My favorite out player. for the rest of the season. Boy, what a dagger this is, not only to the team, but to the player as well. A player that was doing things very, very well this pre-Olympic was completely, completely dominating the competition. Looked like Colombia's best player out there, um, and then unfortunately, it, it's just it's it, you know, another knee injury that comes back to haunt him and, and, and bites him. I mean, what are you gonna do? Just cry. That video, that video, that video was uh, it, it gave me the chills just hearing hearing the audit from that video. Um, you know, I really wish that on nobody, and it's it's really a true, truly a shame because we saw, we saw a glimpse of what he can do against Monterrey. You know, we saw the potential that this kid has, and then we saw it all throughout the throughout the the pre Olympic tournament with Colombia, and 
people were saying that this, this kid's a gem. You know, this kid's gonna be the next next big thing for them. Even even flirting with the call up for for Copa America this summer. So honestly, I, I really feel for the kid. The kid was picking up, you know, momentum. He was picking up form. Um, he looked like he was about to be a very vital player for for America this season. Unfortunately, we we don't get to witness that for all of this season and probably early of next season. So. You know, I hope for a very speedy recovery for him and just hopefully he comes back with the same motivation, determination to, to be the Benedetti that we all know and love. And and it's just like, you feel from the player, but then you, you also have to think about it from the close perspective. Is he going to stay around for next summer? I really hope he does, man. I know I know. right now with all the injuries looming with the Nico Castillo uh, dilemma, you know, people are even saying that you know Renato Ibarra's time might may be up due to due to some some injuries here and there. Um, now you have this Benedetti case. Now it you know it's it, it it's it's hard. Um, but honestly, honestly, I really really hope that he kind of stays and kind of proves himself because this kid's just different. You know, we saw when when he was when he was a regular here, um, starting in game in and game out. You know, we saw the differences he can make. You know, when uh, on the attack, he just gave us a different different element. You know, um, a different surprise. It, it was just whenever he had the ball on his feet, some, some you, you knew something was gonna happen, something creative. He he has that ability to change the game and. Like you know, the injuries are are just the the cruel part of the game, and you know, hopefully they don't creep up on him in the future. But I really do think this kid's gonna be something. So I really hope we kind of stick around with him and give him that one last chance for next season. So we'll see what happens. Though I'm, you know, I have no say in this. It's all up to the all up to the board. But um, but I, you know, is, is he leaving? Is there a possibility that he can leave? Hundred percent, there's a possibility he can leave. Um, not the first time uh, that this has happened, uh, a long term injury. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Well, uh, Forza to Nico Benedetti as well. Uh, both him and Cowboy Dan are probably going to be sharing the same doctor, so should be interesting. Probably. Uh, but, yeah, speedy recovery to the guy, and, I, you know, I really want to see him pan out for America. Believe me, I really, really do. Um, because this sets him back in, in a number of ways with America, with the national team, with his goal and dream to go and push mm-hmm. to Europe. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy, you know. It's unfortunate yeah, no. for the kid. But, you know, uh, everyone here is going to wish uh, Benedetti a nice speedy recovery, my friend, if you're listening to this. I don't know why because I, I don't know how strong your English is. But, you know, Fuerza Benedetti, um, we wish you the best uh, the best and the speedy recovery. But uh, aside from that, we got a couple of players coming back from international duty and uh, a new defender uh, by the looks of it as well. We have Cáceres coming into the, the mix yes, of things Sebas. as well. Sebas into it. How are we going to distinguish from Sebastián to, you know, uh, that you Santiago. you just said it, you just said it. Sebas and Santi. Sebas and Santi. Look at that. So now we uh, there's no confusion whatsoever, except the fact that I'm just gonna have to remember who Sebas and Santi is because my brain might not be able to distinguish it from right away. But uh, hey, he That's looked your problem. He, he <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, he looked like he was uh, he was happy to be in Mexico. Yeah. Um, just hearing his um his, his kind of interviews at the airport and you know and 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 so on, uh, it looked like he he he's, he's very humble to be here. Um, and he just looks like the kind of guy that is gonna give everything for this institution, and you know, is kind of uh, probably want to prove uh to 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 himself, to be all to the fans that he deserves to be here and he deserves to be a starter. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what Bioko does in the, in these upcoming weeks regarding um Sebastian Casares. Yeah. Now, for those of you wondering when Sebastian Castres might get some minutes, it won't be that long. Um, I think it's safe to say that uh, we'll most likely see Sebastian Castres in that uh, Conca Champions game against Comunicaciones. 
We can even see him on Saturday. I think I, I think he rides the bench on Saturday, and who knows? Maybe maybe you you might sneak in ten minutes here or there. We'll have to wait and see. I doubt it. We'll have to wait we'll and see. Wait I and doubt see. it too. But we will see though, hundred percent. You don't count anything out with Piojo. That is true. <laughs> that is that is definitely true. Um, but yeah, uh, Federico Vinas back as well. Someone who Oof, everyone's definitely been uh, been missing out, and uh, yeah. hopefully uh, he will see some minutes against Atlas. I would imagine. He, I would uh, imagine too. I don't think he starts, coming off but the I bench, think, though. I, yeah, coming yeah. off the bench. Yes. Um, there is uh, reports that he he does come back a, a, a little bit. You know, a little bit knocked up. Not nothing serious, of course. You know, just you know, playing pretty much starting almost all the games at the tournament. You know, he he. You know, it's, it's normal to have a, a few a few nick a few kinks here and there, but nothing that can't be sorted out by Saturday. He will be most likely on the bench and will most likely see minutes against Atlas. Yep, nothing that can't be fixed with a nice, cold, uh, refreshing Nesquik, and he should be good and ready to go. There you go. So uh, Federico Vinas on the bench. You guys heard it here first. Um, yeah, uh, we got everyone back except Benedetti, which uh, it's kind of a bummer. But uh, now this America side is finally starting to look a little bit more solid with these inclusions. Um, yeah. Now it's whether or not we can get our injured players back and whether or not we can keep players from getting injured. Well, I think we need to leave the injured players on on, on a different scale because they're they're like two-plus months out. So I think... I think the main focus right now is trying to get everyone in form, especially all, all the newcomers, um, Santi, Sebas, Vinas, um, and Leo. I think it's very vital to be able to kind of get them all on the same page with everyone else and just go from here um, and try to see what, what, what magic we, we can produce. Hopefully a lot of magic. Um, so that does it for our inclusions and everything that's happened. Now, before we talk about this Atlas America game, Christian, one last thing to talk about and everything that has been surrounding the team right now is drama as of late within the Coapa side. Now, reports had broken out yesterday night. Yesterday night, I mean uh, Monday night. It was this uh, reporter from ESPN who said, who claimed to have an insider inside Coapa who said that tension between uh, Piojo and Memo had been established, that Piojo did not want Memo to be the starter, that he much prefer uh, Oscar Jimenez, that he doesn't like the way Memo Cho plays out with his feet, and that Memo Cho is unwilling to change his way. Now, all of this got rectified. All of this got blown up by 100 the next day. The Miguel Herrera came out on ESPN, and completely squashed the news and said there yeah. is no beef, there is no tension. Memo is my starter. I have full confidence and faith in him. I also have a good and, and honest relationship with both Memo and Oscar. And wherever this reporter pulled out this uh, information, he can shuffle right back in. <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, because he said this is nothing but a lie. Yes. Um, I think that was good on Piojo. Yes, I think that was very good on Bioko to come out and say, whoa, 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 pause. What is going on? Slow your roll here. Slow yeah, roll. nothing's going on. And you know what? It, it's it's ridiculous because I was just like, out of everything that's happened in this week, Memo Cho's mistake against Queretaro, which again, it, it's undeniable. It's a mistake. It happens. So what? Everyone's made him. I've seen the hand make, what, three, four mistakes this season, and I don't think he's He's gotten the same attention that Memo Choa got in just this past couple of days from 
from what happened in Querétaro to today. Right. You know? And it's ridiculous. One, it's ridiculous to assume that uh, that that <laughs> that Piojo would not want Ochoa, seeing how they have such a great relationship since the World Cup up to today. Um, mm-hmm. Ridiculous to think that Memo doesn't deserve to be in the position that he's at after bailing America out so many times already. Um, right. And, and second, for those of those people who are questioning and actually thinking that Memo Ochoa cannot play out with his feet, and that um, that Piojo has this kind of crazy tactical style that he, you know, that's kind of like Allison or Ederson that you need to start playing out the back to start your attack. It's it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Marchesin was good with his feet. Yes, he was. But did Marchesin always play out in this tribute? No, he divided the ball just as many times as I could count as well. Same thing with right. Ochoa. You go back and you look at some of the games that Ochoa's played, not just with America, but back to San Leach, with Granada, with Mexico. All these games, Ochoa's good with his feet. I don't know how many of you guys don't notice this, but Memo Ochoa can place you a pass whether he's punting the ball or whether he's distributing it with his, uh, with a goal kick. Mm-hmm. He knows how to play with his feet. It's ridiculous to think that he doesn't. You know? Right. So where this reporter got this, I have no idea. But like you said, it's a good, it's good to know, and it's good to to see that the team and the manager himself has said, "Hey, we're gonna put an end to this." That way, the player doesn't feel like there's no backing from the coaching staff or the team, and and, and that way the the coach can say, "Let my players work in peace," you know. Yeah, for real. Uh huh. You know, it's just at the end of the day, I think it's just you know Mexican media, Mexican press, just kind of get you know. Just a dirty story out there, and I I, I applaud uh, from the higher ups to Miguel Herrera um, to to kind of be like, listen, we gotta squash this immediately before there's actually some real tension in the club. So, um, you know, big big applause to everybody there, um, and you know, I hope that Porto just never sees a light of day because you know that's just there's no need for that, honestly. There's no need for that. You know, if he got his attention, that's fine. But that, that that this wasn't the way to do it. But you know, I guess it's all over now, and people can start with this stupid drama. Honestly, definitely, and we'll leave it at that as well. So, moving on to the next part of the segment, the last part of the segment is this America versus Atlas game, Christian. A game in which America needs all three points to continue to scale the table, but not just that; they they need some solid, solid uh, goals. And I'm not talking one goal; I'm talking two, three goals. Possibly, we need this attack and this offense to get better. Uh, Christian, you were mentioning this off air. Our goals, our, our goal ratio is not looking good whatsoever. We have a one goal plus difference because we've scored five, but yet we've conceded four. Obviously, that Juarez game completely, completely uh, deflating us in that aspect. But America needs to get it back. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it starts. It starts this Saturday uh, with the Atlas team, who who isn't bad um, by all means. I think they they made a couple off. Uh, moves in the off season that 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 does see them, you know, with a with a little bit more more flair in their attack. Um, you know, they they added um Acosta from DC United who who did things well over there. Um, they added um Geraldino who who has been scoring for them and he is always a threat. Um, and then you can you kind of have like their the usuals on the, on the defense. You know, Abella is always good. Um, and. And their goalie Vargas is, is is decent as well. So you know this is a very a very decent squad, a very very compact squad, solid squad that I, I don't think America should take lightly. But given uh, having said that, I think America you know has has the right the right pieces to 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 string uh, three points here. 
Definitely. And I mean, looking at the table now, Manica winning this game could potentially go to first place regardless, regarding how Leon, Pumas, or Juarez do. America could right. sit at the top of the table with everything mm-hmm. that we have just talked about. I think America has a very good opportunity here. Now, first, before we get into what America needs to do, what America should be doing in regards to tactics and how they should play this game out. Christian, I want you to give me your predicted lineup and see what is it that we're going with in regards to this game in the Sadistica. Right. Uh, I think it's rinse and repeat. Um, I don't think he changes everything, but I'll repeat it once more, though. Um, we'll have Ochoa in net. Uh, the back four is Paolo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Aguilera, Fuentes. Uh, in your midfield, you have um, Richard Sanchez and also Gonzalez. On one wing, you have Ibarguen and the other Cordova. And you're up to our Henry Martin and Giovanni Dos Santos. Now, yes, that doesn't sound very, very... Uh... I guess appealing. Exciting. Yeah, I guess. exciting yeah. in that sense. But... but I can see this team getting some goals in the first half if they play their game right. Bro. Um, I mean, we're going to have to look to our leading goal scorer, our top our top goal scorer, Andres Ibarguen, to really produce something on that left-hand side um, or whether he fl- uh, flanks and switches over to the right. Wherever he ends up playing in whatever wing, I think he really, really needs to step it up this game. Um, mm-hmm. And that's saying something like, you know, someone who maybe not watching the game day in and day out thinks, well, how can you ask more of Ivar when if he just scored two goals in the past game? But, uh, yeah, I mean, you first of all, that first goal he scored was a golazo. But the second one, like you mentioned, was very, very um, Sunday league Yeah, Sunday league yeah. So I, I would imagine that he still has a lot more to, to give us. Um, and and another player that I think needs to come out and 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 really showcases his, his, his time and time again. We keep mentioning his name, but Henry Martin. He's he he's gone ghost. Let's be honest. He really hasn't produced much in the, in these past couple games. And I know everyone's gonna be out there and saying, "Oh, just give him time, give him time." Yes, okay, we'll give him time. That's fine. But there, there comes a point where you need, you know, you need to to you know get on his case. Yes, yes, you know he he did he did well last season, but. You know, we're in the new season now, and you really haven't done much. So I think now is the time to, you know, get get back into that goal-scoring form and, you know, so you can, you know, shut all the haters up. And, you know, Saturday is a perfect time to do it. You know, the team's riding on, on good momentum right now. Um, You know, you're, play, you're playing a good team with a chance to go into first. So that's always there, there's always that in the back of your mind. And I guess you're going to want to have to just go out there and give it your all. And, you know, we're going to have to see that from him. Hopefully we can see it from him. Um. So, I mean, the chances he gets, I really need him to put them away. Um, right. Because there won't be many. Let's face it. No. This America side, with with the players that we have starting, probably won't be making a lot of opportunities until maybe the incorporation of uh, Suarez, maybe even Cáceres, maybe even Viñas coming maybe in. Viñas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escobosa will probably be on the bench, uh, who, by the way, looked very good in Puebla. You know? Right. And um, I, I, I think he's injured, though. I don't think he'll be there on Saturday. Uh, he was injured, but reports are saying that he will... He's back? He will be back. He will be back? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which will be good. He's a good player to have off on the Yes, bench. of course. Of course, yeah. He just gives that kind of, I guess, um, I guess spark uh, going going forward. And he does he does track back as well. So he's always an interesting player to have on the field. Definitely. Um, so, I, I mean... From an America approach, I think it's simple. I think you have to come out and you really have to take the game to Atlas. Don't let them don't let them settle in. It's your home, you know. Take advantage of that. 
Um, I really, really, really need to see some shots outside the box from Cordoba, from Richard. Heck, even also, which by the way, he, he's been terrible at outside the box shots. Let's, let's put it that way. But, he's not my uh, first to just start, but I think I, I think I think we need him though. Yeah, we do need him. He he holds the midfield in ways that other players haven't been able to do so. And yes. believe me, if we have no midfield, this Atlas team will run, uh, will, will run at us, and they will mm-hmm. catch us. So, uh, it's important to have some type of barrier to hold off that attack. Um, right. From the defensive point of view, I think America needs to continue to do what they've just been doing and try to solidify themselves. Um, I think that back four is starting to gel, starting to get some momentum. Uh, Paola mm-hmm. Aguilar is looking to be in better form, better, uh, yes. you know. So yes. he's That's a big plus be, for us. Yes, he's going to be instrumental in what this defense does uh, going forward. And then, of course, you know, the center-back partnership, with, I know, isn't to our liking, but they have been producing clean sheets, so it's it's going to be important yeah. to see what happens. Um and, uh, you know, a player that we've mentioned pr- too many times already in this podcast, I think, is uh, Ochoa. He he needs to just get that get that mistake out of out of it and just continue to have a good game. I'm not asking him to make a world-class, you know, upper 90 save. I just mm-hmm. want to see confidence uh, be bestowed in his defense from his part. So I'm going to be looking towards that and seeing how he's able to carry himself in this matchup. Um, but any other player that you think needs to stand out in regards to this game? I think Gio. I think Gio needs to stand out. You know, I think there was a lot of a lot of high high hopes for him this season, and while he did look um, promising, I guess in the in the first couple games, I I think he's died out a little bit. Um, I think we need to see him kind of be a little bit more creative, uh, have a little more flair to his game, uh, be a little bit more precise with his passing and his uh, and his uh, decision making. So. Um, if if we can get that, I I think he can be an important player. If not, I think he needs to see the bench because um, you know, I, I I there are players um that we can probably swap. You could probably swap a Cordova to go in that position, um, and kind of let let him do the free roaming around that middle of the field because you know Cordova does excel in that. So um, I think I think Gio needs to needs to step it up for this game as well if we want to get any sort of offensive creativity going. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you're right. I. I mean, I don't see how 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 he doesn't, you know, really want to see him step it up. But uh, I think that's it. Uh, maybe Leo Suarez, whenever he comes in on off the bench, uh, yeah, like you said, have, mm-hmm. keep keep doing what he was doing right, but have a little sense of urgency. Yeah, uh, going forward, depending on how the game is, of course. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, I think for the most part, I think people can expect a good game from America. Um, mm-hmm. Don't expect. Uh, a dull game like they did against Tigres, uh, which we're playing the back five, uh, which, by the way, the back five might see its way back sometime soon, but uh, we'll talk about that on another podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think for the most part, I think America needs to just, like we mentioned, go at it, take it to them, and if possible, you know, secure this game within the first 45 minutes, which won't be easy. Yeah. But if you can, you know, you, you, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I just need to see more offensive creativity. You know, just going forward because we we've been so so lackluster in that department, and you know, th- this is this, this is something we need to fix. You know, sooner or later. I would r- rather be sooner sooner than later. So, uh, I'm very interested uh, interested to see this game, and um, hopefully everything pans out and goes our way. Definitely, definitely. All right, then prediction time. Christian, give me your prediction for Saturday's game. 
Oh my god. I I ah, dude. There's something in me that says that we're gonna we're gonna score a lot of goals, but then I I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step back and be like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if we can. Uh, I think I'm gonna go two one win for America. Two and win. Alrighty, I'm gonna be a little bit more optimistic. I think we're gonna walk away with a two nil win. Um, okay. Another clean sheet, and I think it, it will solidify everything. The defense memo, the the rumors, uh, this defense, uh, uh, motivation, and this team's motivation going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a two nil win uh, is not just needed, but but uh, expected from the Semitic right. side as well. So um, let us know in your in the comments. Let us know over on Twitter. This game is gonna be live via to the end. It an earlier game than the usual seven p.m. over here at uh, in the in the Pacific time uh, region. It's gonna be now five p.m. Pacific time, uh, eight p.m. Central uh, Eastern. Excuse me, and uh, seven p.m. Central for those of you yes. wondering. Uh, and then if you guys for whatever reason can't watch this game because you're out on your Valentine Day or whether because your Valentine Day doesn't want to let you watch the game uh, because. For whatever reason, maybe she goes for Chivas. I don't know. I've never been. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys can always catch everything going on over at Resaca America US over on our Twitter and on Instagram at Resaca America underscore US. Make sure you guys stay tuned as we'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on down at the Estadio Azteca. Um, Christian, anything else you want to add on before we kind of wrap it up here? Uh, no, that's it. You know, just thank thank you everyone for the overwhelming support recently. Um. We, we we've hit another another milestone on our on our on our Twitter and we you know we're just you know every time we see a milestone being being reached just gives us that extra motivation to keep going and keep producing this content for you guys and you know it tells us that that we're doing something right at least so um but we love we love doing it and you know we we hope that everyone just continues continues uh to join us for the ride and uh, I hope a lot of, a lot a lot more people join us um so yeah once again thank you guys for all the support and you know. We'll just keep uh, doing us. Definitely couldn't have said it better myself, Christian. So uh, there it is. There you guys have it. Thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. Thank you so much to everyone that's listening right now, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, and or iTunes or Spotify, excuse me. Um, thank you so much for the support, for the love. And this being on our very uh, our very own Valentine's Day special, we want to wish you guys and to all of your beloveds a very happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Dia de la Amistad, Dia del Amor, whatever you guys want to call it. Make sure you guys enjoy it with those uh, with those uh, around you. Uh, I know we'll be enjoying it over here at the EY Podcast as well over with some America game. Uh, Christian, again, thank you so much for coming out, as always. Favorite time of the week. There you go. Favorite time of the week. Also, definitely, definitely. Thank you to everyone out in the chat. Uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be seeing you guys, of course, next week to talk all America, all things Aguilas, all things Lady Aguilas. Don't forget to submit in your poems to uh, the America Family email. Uh, hopefully, you guys get your response. Hopefully, you guys get something back. Uh, we'll be on the lookout as well for that. It'd be cool to share that experience with uh, with, with us if you guys are, are capable of doing so. Uh, but, yeah, again, you guys have yourself a wonderful, wonderful night. Happy Valentine's Day as well. And uh, to everyone that came out tonight and to everyone listening, may you, may you have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll be in contact. We'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. And until next time, as always, take care. Get it,